poured up the coffee, and now we'll pour up some baseball. It's coffee and baseball. Uh, I am your host, uh, one of your hosts, and your your constant, not good at turning a phrase, uh, uh, podcaster. I'm Bernie. And I'm Ryan, and it has been quite the morning on a Friday. Uh, but we are very, very happy to be here. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about today. I have no clue what it is, because... Bernie made the run of show, and I haven't even looked at it, but I'm oh, sure it's you great. Missed a, you missed a good one. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> You're going to love it. Uh, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, I think uh, first things first, Ryan, we got to talk about some hats. Some hats. I can't Oh, remember. no. Are we talking Ryan, about the... Uh, we're talking about the zip code hats. <laughs> yeah, wait. No, but they, uh, they're called the local market hats. Yeah. And yeah. uh, they look like they were designed in clip art by a fifth grader. They look like they were designed in clip art by a fifth grader who hasn't yet understood that, like, design is all about kind of, uh, how do you say it, simplicity and, like, where do you want to draw your focus? And this thing is just, like, it is, like, somebody vomited clip art logos and, and zip codes onto a hat. Uh, they pulled the, you know, they pulled them like very quickly. Oh, they did. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. The internet was like roasting, uh, whoever, whatever company, uh, released them, like authentic uh, or whoever it was. And I didn't they, know they, they got like, pulled them. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 well. I, Were you uh, going to buy a Dodger zip? <laughs> I was ready. You know, it's like, uh, was it zip codes or area codes? Zip codes, right? Area, area codes. Area, area codes. Zip codes. But they're area codes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I would have loved to have one that matches my, you know, three two three number. What what a dream, what a dream that would be. <laughs> oh, man, these things especially are so since bad. like area codes. I mean, yes, they still exist, obviously, but not in the same way they used to, right? It's like, yeah, when you get not a new phone number, it's like, way. well, you're getting a cell phone, and they're like, well, this is what's available, and you take it. Whereas it right. used to define the area of L.A. that you lived in. Yes. Or you if know. you didn't live in L.A., depending on who's listening or, to this podcast, well, it would define your area. I was just talking about local market L.A. hat. Of course. So, you know, of course. Is, we're, is... we're, we're an L.A. podcast. We're... <laughs> Nobody but I, I, I do find it funny because I, when I got my uh, area code, uh, however long ago, 15, 16 years ago, uh, they asked me which one I wanted. Uh, and I was like, uh, like 310? And they're like, oh, we're out of those. And so I was like, okay, 323? They're like, oh, we can give you that. I'm like, all right, thank you so much. Like, you run out of... But I guess that makes sense because now we have like 424. And yeah. 213 is like the original. There's a Seinfeld episode on this. Oh, There's is there? Oh, yeah. When they were... Like a late- Elaine, like a guy, like doesn't want to call her because she gives him like a non. She, she got like, the new, well. She got the new uh, area code, and he's like, "I don't know where this is. I can't. Right? I can't it's call. Like, you this don't live number. in New York. Yeah, yeah. Which is, but, I, I watched that very recently for the first time and kind of laughed at like, oh man, times have changed. What's What's so interesting about the whole idea is like the local market idea. I get it. You're trying to put things on the hat that represent where you're from like the la one right had like a palm tree and so many things you know (laughs) like too many things but you're like all right i get it i don't think that there's any world 
no matter how well it's designed, that you could put area codes on a hat and you'd be like, man, that looks good. It's, you know, you like, know what, if, if, if the area, if, if legitimately, first of all, it's an interesting idea. I just feel like they, they put too much on the hat. But well, a if, lot. if there was theoretically like, if it was the world you're talking about of a, of a long forgotten past of like a, everyone has a 310 or whatever, that would be cool, right? That would be very cool. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the fact that it's like it's listed on there, and there's like seven of them, or what? At least for LA, there was like seven of them. So, it just uh, it was a lot. Uh, and and I think the only good thing to come out of the well, the only good thing. First of all, it's very fun. It's fun. It's fun when there's sports stories that are not about cheating or like off the field problems or whatever. So it's like I think that fundamentally this is a very fun story. Yeah, I'm okay uh, with it. I mean, they, me, the, there there are many 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 bad hats that are made mm-hmm. uh, by New Era in particular. Yeah, New Era. Um, you know, what I looked up. I saw I saw this Oriole. I, I'm an Orioles fan, and I uh, I looked up this like Orioles hat because I'm always looking for O's hats because they like really rarely make good ones. And I saw one that was like a graffiti hat. It had like this kind of cool like orange graffiti around the around the bird, kind of like almost like the the new Spider Man into the Spider Verse oh, yep, kind of yep. logo. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. Let me, like, look at – like, there's other, like – and I, like, type in, like, Orioles graffiti hat. And they have one that's – it's the orange Orioles logo and then white kind of spray graffiti, like, all around it. Just, like, like no, like, pattern. Just, like, like random, like, splatter. And, like, it's literally a bird shit hat. Like, it look, you have an Oreo on the front and then it looks like bird shit bird all shit. around it. I'll- it's the bird shit hat. Uh, I thought about buying it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is so ridiculous. It's a good hat, though. What a what a great idea! I don't understand. It's got to go through a they lot gotta, of people. They got to they got to move merch, dude. They got to they got this pandemic, you know, the TV deal you know, with the I sixty guess, game. They got to move guess. merch. They got to move merch. They got to move merch. So uh, let's move on here. I actually didn't know the second part. I knew he missed his start. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, they, the Shohei Otani, uh, missed his scheduled start uh, at the time of recording last night, probably at the time of posting two nights ago in Oakland, uh, because there was a traffic accident on the bridge in Oakland, California, and he like literally could not get to the game in time to do his pregame warm up, which I just thought was hilarious because like again, this is an LA based podcast, like. Everyone in, in California is always talking about traffic, and I just thought it was really funny that, that like, the basically the MVP missed his start because of traffic. What's uh, even it, funnier, it though, is a Southern California-based team. Hmm. You would imagine that would occur in Southern California, not right. while he's visiting Oakland. Uh, I Oakland. know. Although even they don't have good traffic either. Up there, I was just I mean. going to say Oakland, Bay Area, if if – one bridge is shot, you're in trouble. You're, yeah. You're in a lot of trouble. Well, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to affect the Angels overall. Uh, they'll probably continually be in, uh, let's see where they are right now. Last place. <laughs> Second to last place. Excuse me. Uh, I told they, you what's going to happen is the year the, the, when, when Mike Trout is finally human, that's when they're going to put a team together. Ugh. Not before. I read. I read this really good article on the Angels. If I could get on, a, if I could get on a bit of a tangent, 
Uh, we welcome tangents here. We do. Tangents welcome. That should have been the name of this podcast. Uh, I, I read this really interesting article that was – because I, I forever have – like I haven't really faulted the Angels for wasting, quote-unquote, Mike Trout. Like everyone's like, ugh, they're wasting Mike Trout. And I'm always kind of like, dude, if it were so easy, every team in baseball would be winning. Like if it were easy, everyone would be winning. Okay. And then this article basically brought up like the Angels' biggest issue is they don't really have pitching – Correct. And the last, it was either last off season or between the last two off seasons, there have been so many amazing pitchers on the free agent market that the Angels like have not gone out and signed. And it's like you look at the no. Bowers, you look at Hinjin Ryu, you look at um, um, all the like former Cubs who are like you know having resurgent years, you know, like a Jake Arrieta. Who, you know, he's not he's not probably a great example, but. They're just like – they're basically – the argument was like, listen, within the last like two years – and of course Garrett Cole, within the last two years, there's been some really good free agent pitchers. And the Angels just like don't want to put money in a pitcher. They haven't even – they haven't even attempted. No. You know, they weren't even no. in the – I mean, they the, got like, – they, they, they weren't in the – but come on. Of Brindle all the great. players you could spend a ton of money on, what would they spend, 30, 30 mil a year? On Rendon? On Rendon. Yeah, you got something. You got one of those $300 million contracts. I'm, I'm sorry, but I think Anthony Rendon is a great player. This is this is not a... Uh, Still is a, a great player. A knock on him. I, I said I think he is a great player. I didn't say was. I said oh, is. I thought I, I, thought I heard um, was. Excuse me. Uh, but I, I think he's a great player. But if I'm the Angels, that is not my priority in the offseason to go get a third baseman... That's a power bat, like or spend thirty million dollars at least. I don't. I don't think anybody else on that market would have spent as much as Angel. I think the Angels competed against themselves. You know, it, it was like they went in uh, to buy a house, and there was a a standard list, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna so overbid this, <laughs> and then they do, and at the end, they're like, so how many people were in on the house? They're like, oh, I don't. Huh. Oh, it was just us. I, was it just us? Let, you know, me, like, let me let me let me let me defend. But here's my Anthony point. Rendon, he's here's, he's like an MVP level talent. Great, great. If you have the other pieces in place, it's right. like it's like trying to be a basketball team and have zero defense, right? Like your offense, right. you can just score all all night long. Well, if you don't have any defense, so can the other team. So it's like you're you've got uh, yes, you've got a you know, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, you know, I think they're excited about their first baseman, uh, Walsh or something Walsh, like that. Walsh, Jared Walsh. Uh, you know, they've got all these pieces, but it's like, if you don't have a solid front three, at least, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not yeah. going to get anywhere. And Dylan Bundy was a was a nice little trade for them or signing. I forget if he was free agency or not. But yeah, I'm I'm looking even just at the 2020 pitching class, which wasn't as good as the 2021. And I mean, no, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, there was there was. But there's what? still like you're looking at Rich Hill. You're looking at Hinjin Ryu. You're looking Dude, at Alex Wood, who's having a great season. Hinjin Ryu, who's having a great season. Incredible, Alex Wood. I could Marcus I could have Stroman. told you last year Alex Wood was back. Uh, I'm surprised he only got a one-year deal. Well, Alex uh, Wood is doing Alex Wood things right now. It's the first half of the season. He looks incredible. 
you know, but he, and then when the All Star break hits, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it was a fun first half. Hey, we'll <laughs> that's, see. That's who Alex Wood is. He spent he spent a lot of time uh, working on his delivery and stuff before he came back to us. Uh, whenever that was, because I'm like, I don't know if he was a one year deal or a two year deal because he was injured for part of it again. Uh, yeah, he's always. But I mean, just again, there's a very low risk signing. Angels, you could you could probably get that dude. For a solid price on a one-year deal, you know he's he's doing a prove-it year on the Giants because he wanted to yeah, be a starter. Proving it. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the the Dodgers did offer him to come back, but they're like, "You're not going to be a starter. You're going to fill the that's, same role." That's kind of, see, fundamentally, with the Dodgers, what, what, what's kind of tough for them is that they really they do they they dodger their pitchers, if you will. So they kind of have their like three or four guys that they're like, "These are our guys," right? And those guys oh, yeah. are kind of like. Kershaw, now it's Urias, it's definitely Walker, Bueller, you know, and it's like, you get your starts, you're going to be great. And then everybody else, uh, they're kind of like, yeah, like, we're going to baby a lot of your injuries because we want to limit your workload. You know, it's like, it, it, let's put it this way. I don't think that Hyunjin Ryu and Kenta Maeda and, uh, and um, oh, sorry, and Rich Hill were nearly as, like, quote unquote, hurt as the Dodgers liked to pretend they always were. I think the Dodgers were just, like, in and well, capping them. Well, Maeda who I love, don't get me wrong. Uh, just the problem that he had was lights out. He was a, he, Alex Wood problem. Lights out first half of the season. Second half after he had gotten all the innings on him, yeah. he started to fall apart. And so the Dodgers were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to start you and then we're going to move you to the pen because you're fucking lights out in the pen. Right. And he was his, like... His, his per innings are crazy. The, yeah. But the problem, well, but that, that, the biggest issue for him is Outside of just accepting it as a starting pitcher, his contract was oh yeah had like the, innings oh it was like the lowest contract we've ever signed. it was like twenty eight million total, but there was all these things in there of like innings pitch da 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 that yeah. were benchmarks. Which once you pull those benchmarks away from him, he's like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, because because you know. right because like he signs it being like, listen, I'm gonna earn my money, and then when the Dodgers kind of baby him, he's like, all right, you're kind of yeah. He's like, look, money. I'll be a team player, but you're taking money out of my pocket because I can't. Even and he's and, and again, it's like if he wasn't elite on a per inning basis like he is, you could maybe have an argument, but like he's elite on on, on a per well, elite is a strong word. He's very fucking good on a per inning basis. Yeah. So like yeah. uh, anyway, all of which is to say these guys are human. So, which is why it's no surprise that all these really strong Dodgers pitchers who maybe aren't given the guaranteed every fifth day, like a Bueller, like a Kershaw. Yeah, want to go somewhere else, totally. Not surprising to see them go somewhere else, and yet the Angels don't want to grab any of them. The Angels don't want to, like, they have just so many opportunities to grab. No. Again, build your team out of prove-it deals. There were plenty of guys out there, what... Who signed with like the Yankees this year? Like Kluber signed on a prove it deal, Kluber, right? Kluber, Kluber, Kluber worked out, but like, yeah, but no, again, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, Marcus Stroman's another great example, a great pitcher throughout his career. Uh, you know, who just isn't a flashy name, but like everyone in baseball knows who that is. It's like you're not, of course, you're going to take risks and and you're not always going to succeed. But you've got all these guys out there that just want to prove themselves. If you don't want to sign. Uh, you know, a Garrett Cole to a, a you know three hundred fifty million dollar contract. Just go get these dudes that at least you have an opportunity to see if they can help you get anywhere. Yeah. It, I mean, if I was an Angels fan, yeah. I'd be so frustrated. 
Being and that's, I think, fan. the problem is that it's just that it's like it's it's. I really thought like ah, you know, it's hard to build a winning team, and then I kind of looked through like oh shit, like you know, <laughs> Alex Wood, Nathan Ivaldi, like these are all like reasonable free agents you could have had. There that was, are not cost, you know, Yusuke Kikuchi from Japan, you know, different things like that. I just yeah. There we is should, we a. Should. Uh, we'll go on in one moment. We'll we'll continue. Of but I just want to see if I was yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Boy on his podcast they put it out in a clip is the only reason I saw it Uh, he literally goes on a rant and the name of the clip is called I Hate the Angels Yes, and he basically talks about uh, a lot of this idea of just this team that's just wasting talent uh, elite talent because they're just sitting in, in mediocrity so we're not the only ones, Burn. We're not the only ones that feel this way. We're not. So speaking of uh, not media, well, speaking of mediocrity, uh, the Chicago Cubs played the Pittsburgh Pirates the other day, and the oh, best play of the goodness. season happened. Oh uh, my goodness! Javi Baez got into a got into a rundown between catcher and home. Uh, excuse but, me, between catcher and first base. Yeah, I was just gonna say let's let's pull out where the rundown was. The only base that is. 100% of the time, a force out. First base. The only one that you know for a fact, I don't have to tag the runner. I can step on the base. And uh, a guy was on second base. Uh, you know, he, uh, Javi hit a routine ground ball. Uh, it was thrown to first, and basically the guy caught it, what, like two feet, three feet in front of first? Yeah, he was right there. <laughs> and right instead there. of just tagging first, Javi starts backing up, and so he starts chasing the guy because he realizes his man on second can go home. By the way, two outs. So this is – if right. you get this out, Innings over. The, the, running, the run doesn't count. It doesn't matter when it scores. It doesn't, doesn't count. He chases him all the way back to home, and instead of tagging him, throws it to get the runner, misses yeah, like, the well, runner. What's he going to stay at home? <laughs> Come misses on, Misses the runner, and then uh, Javi takes off for first, and guess what? No one's covering first base. Fucking hilarious, dude. And, and not I, to mention, there, there's, there's, they've looked at, like, everybody's like, looked into the rules after the fact because everyone thought, like, oh, like, if the runner scores before... Javi gets you know out at first. The run counts. Not the case. No, uh, correct. No matter when you get Javi out at first, run run would not count. As long and as Javi turned out. it into a double. He got to second on that play. And then he got hit home. <laughs> and then he scored. It's like Will uh, Will Craig. Will Craig is the man of the hour. I I, I again. This is a, a hilarious, great baseball story. Just because like. It's May, man. It's May, and we're just like we're not talking about steroids. We're not talking about fixing the game. We're just like laughing about like the and in my opinion, the play of the season. Honestly, one of the most fun plays I've seen in a regular season game in years, mm-hmm. just because of like how like hilariously enough this was. I just don't. I mean, there's just so many things wrong with this play that the fact that it exists is mind-boggling. Like just can I can I, can I can I can I can uh, I how do you say it? Can I put the system on trial real quick? Yeah, the fact that the pirates exist is mind-boggling. 
Oh man, do you remember those few years? Yeah, uh, where the they Pirates. were like kind of nice. Yeah, there were like uh-huh. a couple years they had they had uh, Starling Marte and Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield, and they had some pretty good pitching. They had Garrett Cole, and they had uh, another guy who was pitching who I don't remember, and that was kind of the squad, and they were like not bad. And that was the, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the first years that they had two wild card teams. Oh yeah, and yeah, I think, the I think second wild card team was like the Cubs, and they just knocked him out real quick, and that was it. That was like the only time the Pirates like made the last Pirates playoff appearance. Pittsburgh Pirates playoff history. They lost in the NL wild card round in 2015. And in 2014, yeah, they did. That was it. That was their uh... the Cubs in 2015 and the Giants in 2014. Both times they lost the the. I believe in 2015 they lost the play-in game. This was their uh, this was their moment, and they failed. Yeah, it was tough. You, hate, you know, it, it, the thing about man, these small market teams, they 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 make these windows for themselves, and they know exactly how they're doing it. Like they build the talent, they build the talent in the minors, and you know they hold them, they hold them all back, right? And then boom, they let them all go, and they go cool. Like you've got like three years to get good, and then after that, you've got like a three year window. And like you look at a team like the Royals, and they fucking nailed it. Where like their three year window oh, was. Yeah. Two World Series appearances, and arguably, if it weren't for like an all-time performance by Madison Bumgarner, back-to-back World Series, you know, championships, which that's the dream, right? Small market, you know, paying nobody. But, but also, that. let's be clear: Pittsburgh is not a small market. Well, there's no real small markets with TV deals if you really want to get into it. But that's like that's neither here nor there. I think that the reality is that you're either one of the biggest like three teams. You're either the Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, or Giants, or you're kind of like you're you're a quote unquote small. Market, oh, you forgot right? the Rays. You forgot the Rays. Of course, excuse me, and the Rays. And the Rays. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I don't know if this is still true. But I had heard for years that the big problem with the Rays, why no fans go to their games, is because the uh, part of Tampa that they put the stadium in is like the other side of this bridge of uh, where it's like – it's A, I've heard it's like a bridge to nowhere kind of looking thing like because there's oh. so much fog. And B, I've heard that it's like all the rich old people are on one side of the bridge and then like the unsavory part of town is on the other side. And like I've heard like none of the rich old people want to cross the bridge to go to the games. And I always found that to be like, really oh. hilarious. Just like, because like, let's, you know, let's be real here. Like baseball is like a, well, not everywhere, but at least in Florida. Well, not even in Florida. I rescind my, my potential, you know, kind of, kind of connect the dots moment. I just think it's very funny the way that that was happening. Well, hopefully they'll get a new stadium in 2026. Or some shit like that. I mean, they yeah. put together a great on-field. Pr- if I lived in Tampa, dude, I'd be going to games. Let's it's see. a good team. Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. Lease. Uh, till twenty twenty seven. So what are we in twenty twenty one? We got another six solid years of that terrible, terrible ballpark. In the trop, <laughs> the trop. It's also it's the worst. It's the worst like stadium on on film. Does that make sense? Like every time you watch a game, it looks so bad. 
looks it so looks bad. like it, it, it. There's something about like the full dome. It's like they're it's playing like in a weird bubble. It's kind of dark. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like they're playing like dystopian baseball. I never like you know you want to like get the sunshine and the like. If I was you know, major league want- baseball, I would pay whatever the fee is to break the lease. I would. Yeah. I as yeah. major league baseball would be like Reyes. Don't worry about it. We're gonna cover whatever it costs to break this lease because this is we we like. I mean, the Rays were in the the World Series last year. Yeah. The team put solid. Uh, talent on the field every season, and they're and yet, the, arguably the hardest division to win in the history of baseball, just in terms of the amount of money that gets spent. And they're legitimately they are not adding fans because people look where they play and they're like, "Well, I don't want to go to a game. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go over there. I don't even know where right. that is. It's like yeah. one of those. Do you remember those old uh, gymnasiums that used to blow up? They would inflate them. Yes. Yeah. That's what it. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's an inflatable oh, gymnasium. Rays. I don't know how we got here, but I. I, I don't know how we on. did either, but let's let's keep going because uh, the most known, I feel like the most known umpire in baseball, right? Like no one knows. Yeah. Got to yeah. be the, the all time the 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 it's him. There's two really well known ones. One is Angel Hernandez, who is known as being the worst umpire in the history of the sport. And the other, it's Mr. Joe West. Set a record the other day. Uh, most he umpired in five, history. 5,376. When did Joe West start umpiring? Oh. 1976. I mean, it's incredible. You know, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of games. I don't know what he. Let's see. Let's see if someone has broken this down. Joe West umpire rating. I don't think. I know people don't like him. The big. I think the big knock against him that people don't like is that he's kind of one of these very showy umps that like everybody's like people don't come here to see you. Like I think that's like the idea. He thinks people like come to the game to see him. Wait, he also it, sucks at calling a fair game behind the plate. It just Reddit. said it just said he ranks out of behind the plate. He ranks ninety fourth out of hundred and twenty. <laughs> Damn. Oof. Yeah, and like like he got it, and like I think it was like Tony Larusa or some like idiot old guy was just like, you know, like you love to see, like you talk about a guy who deserves this record, something like that, and I was just like, what the. Fuck? fuck are you talking about i mean how old is he at this point 68 <laughs> i mean something to be said and i've said this before on the podcast baseball does want personality with their umpires oh 100 like no thing. that's they talk about how to become an ump and it's like you gotta you gotta start in like little league basically right yeah and then you kind of work your way up and you gotta ump school and all this shit and in the school they really emphasize finding your your thing right like mm-hmm. what what is your thing and then you go into the minors and you know if you're lucky you get put in the minors and then basically what MLB looks for is yes they look for guys that are good at what they do of course they don't want they're not trying to promote bad but they really look for guys with like flair and and personality and these things that make them stand out and then that's what helps you get the call up to major league and it's like the amount of umps there are in Major League is not a lot. 
you know, not to what you'd think. So it's like it's very limited because once you're in, you know, these guys have to like literally retire yeah, uh, for an opening or get fired, which is very, very rare, they say. So, you know, you want these guys that are all. But, I mean, look, Angel Hernandez is still employed. He'll never be. I mean, I mean, like, I'm a pro union guy, but like. We got to be able to remove Angel somehow. We got to be able to do it. <laughs> I mean, continually, they they should have a uh, like a a percentage number quality control that they have to hit. You know, and if they are not hitting, you know, eighty five percent or something, you, you know, out you go or you get fined or whatever. Yeah, Angel, he's 59. I mean, we got plenty more years with this terrible ump. He's 59 years old. He's not going anywhere. He's only 59? That's yeah. insane. Yeah, he's gonna and he's been going since 76. 76 was what, 30? No, that's, no, he can't that's Angel. Angel Hernandez is 59. Joe oh, West is 68. Me. Joe West is okay, 68. Okay, sorry. I was like, those numbers are crazy. Joe West started umping when he was 10 years old. 10 years old. Uh, no, the guy, Angel Hernandez has been... Uh, MLB since 1999. So he's been here 22 years and he still sucks. You'd think after doing your job 22 years, you could be pretty good. In a 2010 poll of 100 players, West ranked as the second worst umpire in the league. Behind Angel in, Hernandez, right? Um, it's got to be. Gotta be. In 20, you just assume, right? These are, these are just like facts you don't have to look up. In 2011 players poll, West was named the best MLB umpire by 5% of the players polled, placing him in fifth overall. However, he was named the worst umpire in the same poll by 41% of the players polled. 2019 study by Boston University, West was identified as the umpire during the 2018 season with the second worst percentage of bad calls over West's uh, last 11 years. He has averaged 21 incorrect calls a game or 2.3 per inning. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, West is known outside of umpiring as a singer-songwriter. His involvement in country music and oh, on the field have been the nickname Cowboy Joe. <laughs> give, me a, give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> moving right, on. Moving on. Moving on from Joe. Uh, Ryan, I, th- I wanted to give you a platform to talk about the, uh, the run differential. Uh, the Padres, they're, they're beating the Dodgers by <clears throat> two runs currently. How are you feeling? I mean... Fine. Two runs is, you know, changes in a minute. Um, I have to say, what are we? We are about a third of the way through the season. 50 games through the season. Uh, uh, Dodgers are half the game back from the Padres currently. I got to give the Padres credit, man. Uh, They are, you know, because I'm not going to. This isn't directed necessarily at the Padres, but you get a team makes a bunch of, uh, makes a bunch of off-season signings. Everybody talks about them. Everybody puts them on covers and articles and all these things. And they start off hot, and then you know they kind of don't live up to it, and everybody laughs at it later. Kind of like, like a, the Padres, <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah, couple years ago. Kind of like uh, what the Padres have done. I'm what was that to, team? They signed like Justin Upton and Craig Kimbrell. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm trying not to pick on them because uh, I've honestly never disliked the Padres. I, I I've never really had to think about the Padres because they've always just been bad. 
So to actually have to consider them in the division and worry about them is a new feeling. It's a it's it's an unfamiliar one. Um, but I got to give them credit. They are uh, really good. Um, they have a lot of fun doing what they do, which is what baseball needs. Um, they anger me as a baseball fan when we play them, which is great uh, for them. Um, but, you know, 50 games in, still cruising. They make you, they make you feel something. Plus 79 run differential. Uh, Dodgers plus 77. Giants plus 55. You're falling, bros. You're falling. Keep going. Keep you going. I, you know what's crazy, man? The NL West has been as advertised. It's oh, like yeah. it's been a really great division this year. Oh yeah, it's uh, I, I'm glad that it's funny. Uh, I'm from Northern California, so all my friends are Giants fans. They're all very confused uh, that <laughs> I'm an LA fan, um, which I have been my whole life. <clears throat> I don't know why. I, know. I have no clue. I, I give it. I remember I give credit to my me. my stepdad, who <clears throat> I met when I was five, and is from Southern California. Loves baseball. So when I guess you told me you grew up in Northern California. I was shocked. Yeah, it's very weird because of your love of the Dodgers. It's very weird, um, but I've never, I've never like hated the Giants as much as you're supposed to. But I've never liked the Giants. Um, but I have to say, it's it feels good to have them back in the conversation. It's been a while, and yeah. uh, I love the games and how much we uh, despise each other and how much of a rivalry there is because. <clears throat> As much as the Padres want uh, Dodgers Padres to be a rivalry, uh, they can be a good game, uh, and they can be a lot of fun. They're just not a rivalry. A rivalry, well, is, you, know, you know, it's the C- it's the Seahawks Niners, right? You know, it's the it's all right. Let's let's do this this decade. You know, yeah. this will be a fun decade. Let's do um, it. the the Giants Dodgers rivalry goes all the way back to when they were both in uh, New York. So it's like, you know, they, you yeah. just you can't just replace it, especially on a team that sucked for decades to be good to be like oh we have a rivalry it's like no bro we have a good we have a really good series and we've got a really good uh games against each other but like i don't know rivalry is is stemmed in history stemmed in the benefit you know maybe we're starting something here you know hey maybe maybe. it's possible we're starting a rivalry but we are not a rivalry that's all i'm asking you to consider this is all i'm saying you can't you can't can't just hop into the conversation and be like rivalry no 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 come on, come on. <laughs> do your time bro do your time you guys uh wore the most generic uniforms in all of baseball for eons you uh did nothing with your lives for eons um you are now uh somehow the most exciting team in baseball correct so let's just take it step by step here let's just take it step by step you know Fair enough. Well, we we just can't we, we just can't be a rivalry yet. In time, maybe, but you know, right now we're just really good baseball. Which, speaking of, I don't know when we play them again, and I would really like to know. It's got to be soon because we play them. We play them over and over and over. Um, we play the Giants again, I think tonight. Which. Uh, Giants have lost every game they've faced uh, the Dodgers right now, which is kind of crazy. Um, there normally are Achilles heel, uh, but it looks like we don't we don't face uh, the Padres again for a while. Well, build the tension. All right. Oh, here it is. Uh, June twentieth. June twentieth. That's not that long. 
No, I, I skipped it. I missed it. I, uh, ah. I went over it. So, All right. Anyhow, uh, Burn, let's keep cruising because we are way behind today. Let's roll into the op-eds. I got, I got, three, I got three things on my mind this week, Ryan. Right. Uh, that are baseball related. Uh, I don't know if the YouTube algorithm has figured me out because I don't think the MLB draft is anytime soon. But for whatever reason, YouTube keeps pumping me full of videos of Kumar Rocker versus Jack Leiter uh, for the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft. And I got to just say I'm really excited because I love a good pair of college pitcher teammates. Uh, I've talked on this uh, podcast at length about the 2011 UCLA squad that had Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer and how like fascinating I found that. Uh, and now uh, Vanderbilt's got Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. You know, it's amazing. I didn't know what team uh, these guys played for when you were saying their names. And I was like, I feel like it's going to be Vanderbilt. Yeah, they're kind of the – all the good pitchers tend to go to Vanderbilt these days. It's like the powerhouse. Uh, uh, it's, I, I don't – I actually – don't even know where Vanderbilt is. I should look that up. And Tennessee. It, uh, it's like the this is like the baseball university right now for for pitchers. in the last five ten years. It's really kind of become the baseball university. I throw a couple interesting names out there. Like Rice is a really big baseball school out of nowhere, and then you got kind of obvious ones like Miami, Texas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Na- like they Rice are and Vanderbilt Nashville. are kind of the random ones. Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. I yeah, yeah. I knew it was. Uh, over there somewhere, you know. Uh, but I would have, I would not have guessed Nashville. Can you imagine living in Nashville, dominating on a great baseball team? You know, getting a great education at the same time. Kind of, kind of, kind of the big three right there. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never been to Nashville, so I really have no, no comment on it's, it's what a it fun time. Like. I've been yeah. to Nashville before. I, I had a great time, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> I would imagine it would be great. I mean, it, it's a like a music. Uh, Big music Mecca, town, right? big southern so like, bars town. A lot of fun. Lot of there's, fun if there's one thing of, you know about me, it's being a southern guy. So You're a southern boy. Man. I'd feel, <laughs> fit right in, fit right in. But, uh, uh, so Kumar Rocker's this yep. big old, I don't know how, you probably don't know very much, but Jack Leiter's the son of uh, Al Leiter, uh, famed MLB pitcher. He's kind of one of these classic control guys. Uh, he's very fucking good, and uh, he's probably going to be the number one pick just because these days control is the name of the game. You know, you look at a Shane Bieber. Yep. You look at a Jacob Degrom. It's all about the pinpoint accuracy, uh, and he's great. He's kind of small, a smaller end. I think he's like six one or six feet tall. Uh, and then you've got Kumar Rocker, who's like dad was an NFL player, and he's just like this fucking six five big old motherfucker. And he is like he's got the big personality. But moreover, in 2019, when Vanderbilt won the College World Series, he pitched like I think it was at least two no hitters. I think he pitched a regular season no hitter and a no hitter in the like in the World Oof. Series, Oof. Uh, and he just as a freshman dude, and he just like this dude shoves man, he's fucking great. So everybody kind of tends to say Lighter's probably going to be picked over Rocker. If I'm an MLB team, I'm picking Kumar Rocker because I think that that's the star power right there, and I you know I, that's that's how I consume baseball personally. So like sure, I'm not an actual GM saying this, but as a fan, I want Rocker. Uh, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, I just I felt like bringing it up. Uh, I'm not here yeah. to debate who's better. I just uh, I'm just I just love a good pair of college studies. And stud what uh, what teams are these poor guys going to end up on? What where are they going to? Probably the Pirates and the like 
the Mariners, hopefully not the Angels. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to sit somewhere in mediocrity for a while. I mean, like, depend. I mean, the, the thing is, there's certain teams that sit in mediocrity, and there's certain teams that actually build. Like, I really like what the Reds did. Like, I think the Reds are oh, really well, yeah, the towards Reds, something. Yep, yep, but yep. then, like, yeah, you got, like, the Pirates who are, like, they're never going to be good. Um, moving on, uh, and this is one that you'll enjoy. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at Trevor Bauer uh, for not kicking the shit out of the Astros uh, the other night. Uh, he, you know, he's having an amazing Oof. season. He's an amazing yeah. pitcher. He's he's the fucking the guy who's been calling out the Astros. I mean, aside from literally the guy who Michael Fierce who said that the Astros were cheating, uh, he's the guy who was like, "Yeah, I fucking knew they were cheating," and like it was like calling him out and all that. And it's very like. You wanted him to beat the shit out of the Astros, and then he didn't. He didn't. And I'm well, upset about what's, that. What's uh, what is nice is Kershaw beat the shit out of the Astros, um, right? Which was his payback for those cheating motherfuckers that took, I believe, Game Four from him, um, which he was dominating. It was really weird, and then all of a sudden they couldn't. You know, they hit everything off of him. Weird, weird. I, I like. Have we ever? Yeah. If no, we want to talk about them, laying uh, yeah, off the breaking pitches. Uh, Still, still blows my mind every if day. If we just want to talk about, like, you know, we talk about rivalries and hatred and all that, it's like, uh, I don't think, I'm, I'm not a player, and I don't think I'll ever get over the Astros. And they they were interviewing the, the Dodgers beforehand. A lot of them just kind of, you know, stay stay the way they do. But uh, Austin, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Our fucking catcher, and I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong... Uh, Matt Barnes? Not Matt Barnes. Sorry, that was Austin a, Barnes. Austin Barnes. Right. Matt right. Barnes is the reliever for the. Yeah, I'm like mixing up names all over the place here, and he's been a Dodger forever. Apologies here. Uh, made a comment of basically like that he won't get past it. He's like winning in 2020, of course, helped, uh, but like it's impossible to get over 2017. And I'm like, I couldn't agree more because they weren't punished, and then. The thing that I think drives me the most crazy is these guys just act like assholes. Uh, they act like, oh, we fucking won. And they, you know, I'm fueling off of everybody booing us and all this shit. And it's like, God, have some fucking humility, you cheating pieces <laughs> of shit. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, uh, I agree with you. Bauer has had trouble recently in the, like, first uh, inning or two where he's just getting his pitch count up. Uh, yeah. He kind of finds it. I, would I, I wonder, I, I, I feel like Bauer's the kind of guy, I wonder if he's like playing some kind of a long game and like setting people up in some way or another. Like, like not like this game, but like yeah. for September, October. I think he'll, I think he's just always trying different things with his game and always adjusting and always, you know, working. And I think sometimes his adjustments work and sometimes his adjustments don't. And I think he's just, you know, he's smart. And he knows he's when he so fucks up. Smart. And so I think he's smart. just like, I'm going to try this. Up, oh, didn't work. And the crazy part is, he loses a game, you know, in his like, what, two runs, three runs scored against him. You know, it's it, it's never. He's still having a great game. I know. Yeah. ZRA is like two. ZRA went from like 2.0 to like two point like one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's he's had a great season. So he's doing uh, just fine, but yeah, fuck the Astros. Uh, I don't know. Fuck the Astros. I could say Always that every time every time, and every time we, we bring it up, uh, I'm not going to do it right now. I mean, I kind of did, but I could I could talk 
for hours about how much I know. it frustrates it's, me. It's the reason why our runtime goes from, from 30 to 45 minutes to an hour every time. Oh. It's, it's, it's a 15 minute that's why I'm not gonna. That's why I'm not going to talk about it because we because of my fault uh we need to wrap up soon so you know we're wrapping up uh well uh i will i will state my final opinion and then we'll just move on to the listicle uh alec manoa uh really top tier prospect great moment uh, blue jays pitcher comes up and i i just i wish anybody loved me as much as alec manoa's family loved him in that moment uh whole family just like going nuts losing it it was it was a great baseball it's beautiful so burn i actually have to say i think we should save our listicle, okay. and you should just go to your your corner. We're going no listicle. That's no fair. listicle today uh, because this was a fun. Should we tease it or something, or we just? Mm, I, no. It's a good one. You, that's why. That's why I don't want to get into you it. Want to give it's, it its due. I want to give you it its wanna, its fair time. I, I don't want to be like. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I, I really Guys, failed today. I, I just ran way behind, and uh, it's okay. Uh, you know. We have a listicle for you next week, and I will just say that uh, it is uh, aggressively a fun listicle. It's a it really good one. That's why fun listicle. I want to make sure we can spend time on it and not be like, okay, here we are, here we are, here we are. Um, let's let's hop on over to B- Bernie's video game corner, uh, where we talk baseball video games. Uh, I believe last time we talked about MLB Slugfest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and today, or no, did we talk about MLB The Show? Well, we'll we'll look into it. But today, regardless, I know we didn't cover it. I want to talk about a little game called Mike Uh, Piazza's Strike Zone. It's funny, I didn't remember it. I just looked it up, and I saw the cover, and I'm like, totally remember it. (laughs) Yeah, great game. I still own it. I still play it from time to time, although if you play it nowadays, you will very much be like, you'll lose your mind with how horrible the graphics are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But this game was great because... And, and you're going to laugh at me. This game figured out pace of play. <laughs> like, this game was like, all right, here's the deal. It's a ball or it's a strike. Uh, if it's a fastball, it's a pitch that's going to get to you in about an eighth of a second or less. If it's a curveball, it's going to get to you in about five to ten seconds. So basically, wow. you just like guess hitting every time if you immediately swing or if you wait on the on the on Based the, uh, on how long it takes to... To get, but but it was like the, the fastballs were so fast. You you if you were thinking anything but fastball, you, you would not have a chance at a All fastball. Right. All right. Uh, but on top of that, if a pitch was a strike, it came in with a red tail, like a little, little red fireball. Oh, tail. so you would and know. If it was a ball. It came in with a blue tail. So huh. it also made ball versus strike better because it wasn't like oh let's see where this lands. You were like no, this is a fucking video game. This is not literally how does a pro hit a fastball this is like let's mimic baseball in the most fun consumable way this is the easiest way to do that while still making it challenging and difficult because the head game is still there from baseball it still is it a ball or a strike i have one second to decide yeah to determine it but it was not as like as as complicated uh and then on top of that everything just happens very very quickly like Flyouts happen quickly, throws happen quickly, running happens quickly. It's still like any baseball game. It's fucking impossible to figure out how to like steal second. How, like if you have runners on first and third, it's still impossible to figure out how to like just get the runner over to second base, but not also run the guy over to the third base. There's all that shit that's still there. But uh, really fun. Uh, Barry Bonds, Mike Piazza, and Ken Griffey Jr. are the three most uh, can't stop hitters of all time. 
Uh, Randy Johnson is the craziest, like, can't touch him pitcher of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made everybody like super jacked in the game, which is very funny. Uh, and what else? You know, that was about it. I mean, it's a good time. You can do a fantasy draft uh, if you want to, but it's uh, it's very all-consuming because there's no have the computer finish up the draft for you. So you literally have to draft like 30 rounds of baseball players, which is gets tedious. And then because it's an N64 game, you can't save your season so like it's like do you want to leave your n64 on for the next you know four months of your life then you can play a fantasy drafted season but otherwise like just have fun playing games and uh it's a really good time and when we go back into the office as i've said before ryan i'm gonna bring my n64 to the office and you and me are gonna figure out we're gonna carve out some time to play some mike piazza strike zone i'm in i'm in i uh i can't wait actually i love old games so it's fun. It's a, you'll, you'll see it. You will play it, and you'll be like, oh, it's a baseball game. But, like, instead of thinking about 70 things, I kind of have to think about, like, two things. Maybe three. It's All fun. right. <clears throat> well, I'm in. So, you know. Hello. Uh, on that note, uh, we apologize for a little faster uh, pod today. But uh, sometimes that's sometimes fast is good. You know, you sometimes know? you want a quick one. We're almost a third through the season, so we'll have a, a lot more to talk about. Um, and, uh, wait, did I tell you the one, I don't know if I told you this just to wrap it up. I got the email, uh, from the Dodgers that June 15th, my season tickets are back in full effect. Yes. Full yes. capacity stadium. Uh, June 15th. June 15th. Pretty pumped. Summer is here. Dude, this is gonna be the best summer. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's going to go Summer's back. wild. I can't wait. Burn. Uh, we are definitely going to a game together. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Because... Yeah, I mean, how can we not? So, uh, and on that note, everybody, have a great. Well, I don't know when Bernie's going to put this up. I would say have a great Memorial Day weekend, but you know, it might. Oh, and I'm moving this weekend. Hey, you know what, everybody? Happy Happy Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope Memorial Day weekend was the best for you. Was the best and, for and, you. And it was so great to talk to you, you know, hours after Memorial Day weekend ended. <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to this shortened week, everybody. Looking forward to this shortened week. And we'll, uh, we'll talk baseball again soon.